What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. You're listening to Under the Hood. Get the ESPN Chicago app for podcasts and the live stream from anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Download in the app store today. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Peace up, A-Town. What's up and welcome in. It's Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights at 7 right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Hope that you had a great weekend. Phone lines open for you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. So Roger Goodell made a decision to make sure that he would not be criticized by President Donald Trump. It was a decision the owners stood by, and Goodell was right on board with it. Quick to hear just one side of the issue when it comes to Colin Kaepernick and others when it comes to police brutality. When you get into an argument and you know that you're nailed from the other person, you know that you're wrong, you tend to deflect. You take the conversation to another place, the old swerve, to hopefully win your point Believe me, I've been doing talk shows since 1991. I'm a valedictorian uh, when it comes to that in my profession and my marriage. And what we heard from Roger Goodell is knowing that he's wrong, he's clearly deflecting and doing a 180. But why is he doing it? Let's go back in time a few days ago and hear from the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, his statement on racism and police brutality. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, Black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. So which Roger Goodell should we believe? Should we believe the Roger Goodell that we just heard from a few days ago regarding police brutality or regarding what is going on in our world socially right now? Or should we believe the tone-deaf Roger Goodell that turned a blind eye to all of this? Which Goodell is going to stand up? It's interesting that when you see something like an abusive police officer on video, on a citizen, time and time again, it doesn't resonate until you see looters destroying businesses or you think about all the businesses that you were able to build. Maybe you only built one. 
but then you see looters destroying your business and all of a sudden, oh my God, there's something going on here. Or the peaceful marchers saying black lives matter or saying that we need to have police reform. It doesn't resonate with some people until you start seeing the marches, until you start seeing it in the news. The light has all of a sudden turned on for Roger Goodell. Not going to measure his heart. I'm not going to tell you what's really on his mind, but he was unwavering in his support of the owners and President Trump that kneeling during the anthem is wrong. It's something I wouldn't do personally, but for those that are making a statement about systemic, the systemic issue in our country, I'd actually listen and not push aside a part of 70% of African-American players that make up this league. I wouldn't push aside the 70% that says, hey, there's something going on. It wasn't every player, but there was a number of players that was saying that this is an issue. So if I'm the commissioner or if I'm an owner, I actually listen to what my ballplayers are saying. But no, it was a back burner issue. It was an issue that you could just push to the side because, ah, another black guy that's killed by the police. See that every day, right? So you become numb to it. Even though these are players that you're playing, that you're paying, these are players that uh, you're supposed to know, then the point is, is that for some people, pe- some people turn a blind eye to it. As we talk about this with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. President Donald Trump has been highly critical of this practice, saying that it disrespects the flag and the country. He weighed in on Goodell's statement late, late Sunday night, seemingly questioning it uh, by saying this. Could it be even remotely possible that in Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation, he was imitating or, I guess, intimating that it would be okay for the players to kneel or not to stand for the national anthem, thereby disrespecting our country and our flag? The thoughts there from President Trump on Twitter after hearing Goodell's statement, thinking that, hey, you know what, is he intimating that it would be okay now for players to kneel and not to stand during the anthem? A big issue for uh, President Trump during the time of Colin Kaepernick. And quite frankly, I don't care what side of the aisle that you represent or hold so dear to your heart. If you see something like murder, whether it is someone shooting another individual or a police officer killing someone just because they can with a knee on their back of some nine minutes. It's wrong. It's all wrong. But I want to dig into this issue with Roger Goodell because many are trying to measure the heart of Roger Goodell. I'm not doing that, but I will tell you that I find it interesting that the same issues that players were talking about in the NBA, in the WNBA, in the NFL, these same issues um, were talked about back then, and that was only a few years ago, and it's talking about now in 2020. And now Roger Goodell says that the NFL was wrong. You heard a statement moments ago. His state, he says that the NFL was wrong. But what's changed? What's changed? Let's look at it from this standpoint. Roger Goodell was siding with the owners and also did not want to get criticism from President Trump, which I don't understand. Because when you take a stand of any kind, doesn't matter what stand it is, doesn't matter if it's 
if it's a red or blue stand, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. That doesn't matter. But when you take a stand of any kind, there's going to be criticism because there is no utopia. There is no Pleasantville in our world where you could say 100% people agree on this. There's always going to be 1%. We can do poll questions on Twitter, something that I would think everybody would be on board for, but there will always be that 1% because you just never know what people are thinking. But I guess the thing that is a head-scratcher for me is if Roger Goodell really believed at the time that if you were kneeling and it was for police brutality, but you believe it was a disrespect of the flag, then I think that Roger Goodell should stick by his guns. Because after all, I mean, Roger Goodell believed, just like the owners believed, and like President Trump believed, that even though Colin Kaepernick and others that were kneeling were telling you, hey, you know what, we've got to do something about this systemic police brutality because of this story, this story, this story. Now, nope, you're disrespecting the flag. As if, just the old hand wave, not interested at all in what the players, the black players, and some of the white players also that were kneeling, didn't care about that because that's not necessarily a big enough issue. But disrespecting the flag or the belief that you're disrespecting the flag, that's a bigger issue. Even though you're saying it's not, people will believe what they want to believe. But I'm thinking if you're Goodell... If that's how you felt before, then why why change? What's different? Because look at it from this standpoint. A few years ago, with Rod, with uh, Colin Kaepernick pretty much being blackballed out of the NFL and others standing up for uh, the same cause of Kaepernick, did was business bad in the NFL? Do we see empty seats across the board in the NFL when Roger Goodell and the owners and President Trump they were able to draw their line in the sand? Were their TVs being turned off? across the country with well, the ratings just taking an absolute nosedive. I mean, to a point where it's minuscule granular when it comes to the ratings, was it, was it really bad? There's some slippage here and there. Sure. That's for every sport. But when Goodell decided that, you know what? President Trump is right. I'm going to make sure that I appease the president. I want to make sure that the owners are happy. Did people across the board in droves turn off the TV? Now, here's something I do know. I do know that there were a number of people that stopped watching the NFL because they were on the side of Colin Kaepernick. The Kaepernick jersey became something that was pretty pretty popular and still is now in 2020 because they believe in Kaepernick's cause. You know how you can believe in it? Because you see it on your social media once a week. And now you're seeing it every day. Of some grainy sketchy video from someplace where the police is being are being um, filmed by somebody from a phone and you see them not doing their job properly. They're not serving and protecting. It's something that is commonplace, whether it's an, an older tape or if it's something that's recent, we see it a lot. And so this is what Kaepernick was standing up for. But again, for some, it's, a, it's not necessarily a front burner issue, so some just don't care. But when Trump said, could it be even remotely possible, then a Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation, he was intimating that 
it would now be okay for the players to kneel or not to stand for the national anthem, thereby disrespecting our country and our flag. This is who Roger Goodell was making sure was appeased, that he was making sure that Donald Trump was totally happy with what the owners have come up with and also what the uh, what Roger Goodell has come up with. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. This is what Roger Goodell said. We, the National Football League, admit that we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all players to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe that black lives matter. Why the about face? Business reasons? Didn't want to get left behind? If Goodell stood his ground, didn't move his stance, how would it be perceived? Here's a question. How do you think the owners feel in the NFL about what Goodell said? Across the board. Not just maybe someone here, someone there. What do you think the owners, what do you think they feel about what Goodell had to say? Because Goodell just mixed this statement from his basement. And I haven't heard what owners have to say about this. What did Jerry Jones think about this? What do you think Ashad Khan thinks about this? The McCaskies. What do you think that uh, some of the other owners in the NFL, what do you think? What do they think of what Goodell had to say? Because here's the thing. I had a feeling that the NFL did not want to go down the line of like the NBA or the, the WNBA. I don't think that they see the NBA and they see players that, with the T-shirts, I can't breathe. Some of the prominent players, some of the players in the middle, bench players, everybody had these T-shirts, I can't breathe in the NBA and WNBA. I think that scared the NFL. Scared the NFL. They looked at the, NFL, they looked at, uh, the NBA and said, boy, you know, listen, that's a player's league, so you can understand. I mean, it's predominantly black, So, but so is the NFL. But you could tell that there is a distinct difference between the two leagues, is it not? There has been a hardline stance. Sheriff Goodell, when he came into town, when he became the commissioner, he's going to clean up this town. He's going to clean up the NFL. And he has been the most controversial commissioner in my lifetime as a sports fan. For better or for worse, he's been controversial and very polarizing. And now he does a babyface turn for all of us to say that, you know, we were wrong. But there was systemic racism and police brutality during Kaepernick's time. So what's changed? I'm very curious on what owners feel about this. Hey, if you got a cause, let's see if you can be able to stick with that cause. And Kaepernick has done it with his group and players have done this. Next players have jumped in as well. But Goodell, remember, I just want to make sure that I put a pin in this and, re- and just want you to remember that Goodell did this to appease President Trump and to appease the owners. And if he really felt that way, why is he changing now? What would happen if he said, you know what, I still don't believe in this? Some of you listening right now would agree that Goodell should stand by his, his guns, right? And just say, you know what? I still don't believe in it. Even though police brutality is something that we're seeing a lot now in the media, and we've seen it for years and, and, and read about it for generations and generations. Now George Floyd dies, and now all of a sudden 
Goodell turns babyface. From a business standpoint, if he stood, if stood his ground, what's, what's, what's going to happen in the NFL? It, it'll still be able to make money. It, people will still watch because it's football. What's the uh, Maya Angelou quote? When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. I'm curious about your thoughts on Roger Goodell. If he just stood his ground, what would happen to the NFL? As far as popularity, I mean, where is Goodell amongst the commissioners and sports figures? I mean, he's not popular as is before the statement. So what's the difference? All I know is this: is that Goodell is on the right side of the conversation now because. That's what he should have been to, to the beginning, to start with. As a commissioner, you don't side with one side or the other and turn a blind eye to the, those that are uh, giving you blood, sweat, and tears. You're able to have a conversation with those players, try to figure out why there's a need to kneel and what you can do as a commissioner. That's called leadership. But Goodell didn't show that until, well, well now he's showing leadership because he's just realized with George Floyd and talking to some of the players, well, there's racism in this country. Wait a minute. Systematic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. All from Roger Goodell. Why apologize? Call me three, one, two, three, three, two ESPN three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six is our phone number still to come. Some thoughts about Drew Brees, the quarterback for the, uh, New Orleans Saints also apologizing. We'll delve into that next on UTH. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, does an about face. A complete 180 from what we thought from a few years ago. Why, why the change? Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. I um, And I'm asking this question seriously because, look, there was systemic racism and issues and a disconnect between police and, and people, including people of color, for a long time. But Roger Goodell at that time could have said, you know what? I understand where Colin Kaepernick and these other uh, players are coming from. Let's see if we can be able to bring this together. But here's what happened. It went so far where Goodell went so far to the other side of that conversation that he says, well, here's what I'll I'll do. I'll just bring in Jay-Z. You you recall this, right? This is not some kind of fever dream. We did see Jay-Z next to Roger Goodell yucking it up uh, in New York with the media, having a conversation. And I do recall Jay-Z saying, oh, we're beyond that kneeling stuff. So so even Jay-Z was on the side of not only the owners in the NFL, but also Roger Goodell, or we're beyond that. And you don't even really understand what Jay-Z's, what his, his role around the NFL, what his role was, like to be able to take care of the, uh, the halftime act for the Super Bowl. He certainly was not supposed to be some uniter between the cause for Kaepernick and others that saw this issue a mile away and the owners in Roger Goodell. So even Jay-Z, in this same situation, like, oh, the kneeling thing, yeah, 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're beyond that. We're just trying to figure out whatever he's trying to figure out. But it, it had nothing to do with, with kneeling. The issue on the table was I'm kneeling because of police brutality and we've got to be able to do something with, about police reform. And there were so many that said that's not the issue, even though through his lips, Kaepernick said it was the issue. And everybody's like, nope, that's, that's disrespecting the flag. You know why? Because it's easy to be able to talk about the flag versus the really, really hot issue. Like George Floyd's murder. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Let me get your thoughts on this 180 uh, from Roger Goodell and the National Football League. And should he have apologized? Ben in Oak Park on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going, John? How's it Good, going, thanks guys? for checking in. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, man, for uh, just having this platform. And I was ready to quit uh, all three of the uh, major shows because uh, I thought I was going to get in the car and it was just going to be business as usual. So big ups to all you guys for uh, having this platform and uh, sticking your necks out there. With Thank your you. job, so well, appreciate well, ben, ben, I have no other choice. How, how would I? How would I be not talking about this and just talking about the same old, same old when we're seeing black people killed in this country on a daily basis? Man, Jay Hood, I thought you—you you know, you got a family to feed, man. And if they dangle that chick in front of your face and say, "Hey, take it or leave it," but just respect to you for not even biting at that, and it doesn't seem like you were going for any of that. That's that's my point. Respect and. Thank you so much for that, because it's so needed. What do you think of Roger Goodell? Um, this about face was, um, uh, it, it was by force, because of uh, if he didn't listen to those players and that statement that they came out with uh, last week, they were almost daring him not to do something about it. So the about face, uh, I believe Roger Goodell went to the owners and said, um, do you see the writing on the wall? The players are going to strike. They're not taking this lightly. This isn't going to go away. We need a game plan, and we need to save the money quickly. And that's what that statement was, a save the money quickly statement. That's, that's how I took it. And one more quick thing before I go, that, that uh, president of ours, a lot of people need to understand this. The rich family that he has was built off the backs of slaves. This is our country as much as it is anybody's country. So, the fact that we kneel for justice for us as black people in America and people say we're disrespecting the flag, it's not just white people's or soldiers' flags. There were many lives and many people that died just so they could have the opportunity to be proud of that flag. So we need to change that narrative uh, once and for all as well. But, yeah, Roger Goodell, that was uh, Save the Money quote. That's my opinion, and I'll let you guys talk. Ben, we appreciate the phone call. Now, Ben leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Thanks for not uh, giving up on us here at ESPN 1000. I'm, I, and Eric will tell you, I don't, I don't speak for any of the shows here on our station. Uh, I can only speak for, for mine. Uh, and I can speak that we are being able to address the issues that are going on. Yeah, I mean, normally 99, 98% of the time we are talking uh, complete sports, but you know that – it's interesting how this story of George Floyd and sports is intersecting. And I don't actually need the sports piece of it. It's just the fact is, is that we know police brutality has been going on for generations for years and years and years. But you can see even today, this is where are we are day 14 of the protests, right? 
and and it's still going on today. So we're talking about that with you. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Valancourt is in the South Loop on ESPN 1000. Hey, V. Valancourt, is he there? How are you, sir? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, thank you. (laughs) Hey, um, I believe that the reason why he made a U-turn was because um, the unity of the nation over the heinous crime of Mr. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect the nation was going to unify like they did. Hello? You got to keep going, Valancourt. I'm, just, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the NFL didn't realize that the, un- that the, that the nation was going to unify like, like they did because... At the time, Kaepernick was kneeling and protesting peacefully. The the racist NFL fans and the racist um, owners turned on him, and even the racist president. They didn't expect this. You know what I'm saying? I hate the fact that a, that a, that a, a person had to lose their life for the world to wake up and say, hey, man, this is a bad problem. We have to stop this. We have to find a way to stop it. I cried when I saw that man life, man. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost 60. I'm going to be 60 in six months, man. And I cried when I saw him took the life out of my brother. <laughs> well, well, you never get used to the pain, Valancourt. That's why, right. that's why I think many of us cried and cried out to why is this still going on? So it's nothing you ever get used to. Right, right. Valancourt, I'm Hello? glad you checked in from the South Loop. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Eric is in Hammond, Indiana with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Hello, E. Yeah, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, Thanks look, for checking I, in. I feel like this. The NFL is just not going to have any credibility on this issue, no matter what they do, I don't think. You know, and what Roger Goodell basically said, is that we were not serious about social justice when we kicked Colin Kaepernick out of the league. We weren't serious when we brought Jay-Z in to, I don't know, help the NFL with social justice. We weren't serious there. We weren't serious when we called the practice for Colin Kaepernick and bribed all these teams to come out and watch him and then called him the publicity stunt. And, you know, they're probably not even serious now. I mean, you think about who the NFL owners are. I mean, do you really believe that any of them zebras going to change their stripes at this point in their life? Do you really even see that happening? The NFL is just all about protecting its brand and its image. And I think this is just another, just another stunt. I mean, it's... it's I don't think pretty much nothing's going to change. And I find it awfully interesting how quiet Jay-Z has been since this whole thing went down. He hasn't really said anything that I know of. No, it's it's Jay-Z and the owners have not said anything. I mean, outside of the the usual, outside of the, like, generic statement that you're going to get from teams, that's one thing. But 
you know, Jay-Z was on the side of Goodell in that. It's like, oh, we're, or we're beyond kneeling. We're, we're done with that. So he was going to move on to the next thing as if, as if police brutality was something of the past. And I just thought that that was insulting at the time. And, and I didn't, I really didn't know Eric, what Jay-Z's, what his status was or what he was trying to do with the NFL, but it just seems as though he was just lock in step with Goodell to try to get more money. Let me say this. And I said this from the jump. Jay-Z's role was to keep black people watching the NFL. To keep black people watching, to get the issue off the NFL's back. And Jay-Z is somebody that's all about Jay-Z. So they had the perfect patchy. You needed somebody that you could throw some money at that they feel black people will follow. And you, you can throw some money at him, and he'll come in there and defuse this whole get this Colin Kaepernick thing off of us. That's Jay-Z's role. And then on top of that, do you really think, what kind of power do you think? They don't even have a black owner. They, don't, they can't even hire black coaches. How much power do you think they're going to give Jay-Z? Right. He probably had no – you think he really went to Roger Goodell and said, okay, here's the halftime show. He didn't, he didn't put that halftime show together. <laughs> Without, he just, they told him this is who performing, and then yeah, it's, it's, it's all the NFL. It's, it's just all the stuff, you know, and I don't think they're about to change that now. It's, it's, I really doubt it. <laughs> Eric, I'm glad you checked in. Thanks for your phone call. He leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just, you know it comes down to a business decision. It comes down to money. However, I still like to know what the owners feel about Goodell's statement. I mean, it's one thing to see the hashtag on your social media, Black Lives Matter, and to be able to see these marches. And they're still continuing all, all across this country in a lot of different cities. Um, but here's the thing. It was bad business for the NFL to not side with Kaepernick at the time. Because he's talking about something that was actually happening in the news on a regular basis. To white people, to black people, to many, as far as trying to get police reform, it becomes a, a black issue because we saw what happened with George Floyd and so many others. I, mean, I could be here until 10 o'clock running down the stories and the list of black people and, and their issues with police and police, their issues with black people. The list of people that have died at the hands of police, not by mistake, but, but for a reason, just because a police officer can. They are making good cops look bad. That's exactly what it is. There's so many good cops that I know that are in my family, um, that are around our studios, uh, that are all that listen to this show when they work the night shift and they're making good cops look bad. And that's not right. People that, that risk their lives every day, put it on the line. And then you get these goofs here. that are just going to take people's lives away just because they can. And so this is the same thing that, that Kaepernick was talking about. I mean, the, for, for those that talk about disrespecting the flag, even though the man's saying, hey, you know what, we got to do something about police reform. Nope, police are just fine. And it's interesting, Eric, this is the first time, I told you before the show, and I think you already knew this before I told you, this is the first time I've even mentioned the president's name on the show because I don't want, this is not a political issue as much as it is a social issue when it, and, and a humanity issue when it comes to George Floyd. All the guests that we've had on talked about the humanity side, talking about uh, uh, police reform. But 
Trump and Goodell are tied at the hip in this because Trump tweeted when he didn't have to tweeted that. Oh, so now you believe black lives matter. So that means that players can do whatever they want. Like, like, so it's almost like it's not almost it's Goodell making sure that Trump is, is appeased as well as the NFL owners. Right. And and this is the first time he was out of step with that messaging at least from the president to him. So now we're, I'm, I'm super curious on how what, what a lot of these owners feel and what they're going to say when, when things start up and there are protests. Yeah, I mean, so it just I, I just want to hear what some of these owners feel because they can't be in logging stuff with, with Goodell, not 100%, because if that was the case, the owners, Goodell, some of the players would have been able to come together and figure this thing out and be able to say, okay, let's be able to shine a light on this, like the NBA. Like the like the WNBA has done, so there you go three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six our phone number. When we come back, we'll take more of your phone calls. We see you on hold, so we'll get you on the air and get your thoughts on Roger Goodell. We're talking about Roger because he made a statement on racism and police brutality and denounced it, denounced all the racism and police brutality, and even said Black Lives Matter. Something I never thought would cross cross his lips, but it did happen. The same Roger Goodell that a few years ago that stood in line with the owners and President Trump and said that you can't disrespect a flag. There's going to be ramifications if you kneel during the anthem. All those things happen. That was a big issue a few years ago. But what about now? Why did Goodell change? If you're one of those that feel that Goodell should have stood his ground, I want to hear from you as well. I feel like if you stand your ground, what's going to happen to the NFL? But he, but he did it for a business reason. And I just think that Goodell, if he, he finally sees a light after George Floyd, what about all the other deaths before that? What about, what about all the dead bodies before George Floyd? What about all those people that were abused by bad cops and bad police? What about all those people? Doesn't count? Now George Floyd counts, right? You're listening to Under the Hood. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll hear from Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN.com. The NBA is back, but... What's, what's it going to look like, the NBA, with it returning? <laughs> we'll talk about that with Nick Friedel uh, at 8 o'clock. Also, if you are a UFC fan, if you are a fan of boxing, we have our guy Ray Flores, our combat sports expert. Um, UFC 250 is in the books, and we will talk about that, uh, that uh, card that took place uh, as Nunez defeated Spencer. We'll talk about that. And also, Conor McGregor is going to retire. I think I've heard this before, so we'll talk to Ray about that in Tales from the Hood coming up at 8.30, so check in definitely and uh, in our 8 o'clock hour right here on ESPN 1000. Let's go back and hear from Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. He made his statement on racism and police brutality. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. 
I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. That's a different Roger Goodell than we heard a few years ago when Colin Kaepernick was protesting uh, police brutality. So why the change? 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. My thought is is that, well, that was the case, how he feels was the case a few years ago, a few decades ago, um, a, a long time ago, as, as far as trying to do something about it so good cops can shine and not the bad cops. Dave in Bolingbrook with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Dave. Hey, Jay. How, how you doing? Good. Hey, I'm almost uh, embarrassed to speak to you as a white man, you know, from what happened with this murder. But, you know, for Jonathan Goodell to say... It, it, it took Colin Kaepernick to kneel down and, and voice his opinion to think this was a major problem in the United States is just the biggest cop-out. I think anybody that says that it took, it, it took this murder to think this was a big problem in the United States for, for police brutality, and especially police brutality, towards minorities was a problem in the United States is a cop-out. I just think that the same issue that Goodell just spoke on is what has been going on for a long time. See, the whole whole thing is, it's, it's pretty simple. Dave, if you tell me that there is an issue that's going on in your life, that you want to, that we work together and there's an issue going on, why not turn a blind eye to it? Why, why would I not listen to you if we work together? The, the Roger Goodell, the owners, and the players all have a relationship. They work together. Why would I turn a blind exactly. eye to it? Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's like it, it took this murder to open everybody's eyes. That's bullshit. Sorry, about my French. <laughs> That's all right, Dave. <laughs> we, uh, we'll let you go. We appreciate the phone call. Can't be cursing like that. But, no, but I understand. I understand the passion. <laughs> it's all good. That's what I'm here for. Get your anger out. I'll be your buffer. <laughs> <laughs> now Dave leaves line open. 312-332-ESP is our phone number. Yeah, Dave is is, is upset, clearly. Um, and, and he just, he's pretty much, if, for those who want to know, because we had to dump it, he just said that what Cadell's doing is BS. And, you know, um, I can't disagree with him because Colin Kaepernick was a part of the National Football League just like all the other players. And I, I don't care what the narrative is from other people that do this for a living or just think Goodell or that uh, Kaepernick was doing it for himself. He did it for a cause. And and always remember this. I, wanna, I said this last week, and I want to make sure I tamp this down. There's been so many that have had an opinion on something, and one of the first to have an opinion on something that's going to stand out, that's going to step out on that opinion, and not everybody's going to be on the same page. And so that that's where we are, like not just in 2020, but historically, 
There have been so many that spoke out on civil rights, spoke out on how to be able to bring people together. And not everybody's on the same page. So you knew that Kaepernick, just by doing this with others in the NFL doing this, you knew that there was going to be some unpopularity, but to the point where Goodell does exactly what the president says and what the owners say, and now because everyone else says, oh, Black Lives Matter and all that, now he's going to be on that side. Well, I think you and I both know what this is. John in Columbus Park with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 on Under the Hood. Hi, John. Hey, I appreciate you guys taking the call with me. You know, I'm driving home. I had to pull over on the side of the road because it was so interesting. But <laughs> the first thing I want to say is, you know, Roger Goodell, both people are going to be mad at, should have never apologized. Mm-hmm. Should have never apologized because we knew exactly where Roger Goodell stood at in the first place. Here, that, that was what we see on the commercial was the second apology that he did. A report came out, the first one that he did, the NFL players never agreed to it. So when he made this commercial, we, the NFL, he didn't consult all the owners. All it takes is one phone call from the president. Since 2006, the NFL is gross revenue, 5 to 10% in the owner's pocket every year. Do you think that one player is going to affect their pocketbook? Billionaires love being billionaires. Sure. They don't like to be broke. Sure. So the more money that's coming in, the more blind eye they will take. Well, you know what I said, John, and this is why I was questioning it. I said, well, if, if, if it goes back to the Angelou quote I just I said earlier in the show, right? When someone shows yep. you who they are, believe them the first time. Yep, believe them the first time. <laughs> so, no, nothing changes over there uh, in, in three years because if it was a problem the first time, it's a problem the second time. Well, right. Well, but, uh, it, but, it, but, but just uh, here's the thing. If you're just going to continue to try to go against the current, right? Everyone is saying Black Lives Matter and and, and everyone is, is marching all across this country and around the world for George Floyd. And so now you don't want to feel like you're left out. Well, wait a minute. You were left out a few years ago when you went against Kaepernick. It, it wasn't. It was, listen, listen. It, it it didn't take George Floyd's death to convince people that hey, you know, you know, maybe Black Lives do matter. No, it, it, it the issue has been systemic for generations, for generations, right. and and so for and and so for Goodell to now say, well, no, I, you know, Black Lives Matter. I, it shocked me for him to even <laughs> say that because him and Jay Z sat there side by side, said, oh, that kneeling thing, oh, that's over. Well, what what is that? So you just so you're gonna turn a blind eye to this, right? Like like it was like uh, black lives, uh, black bodies that's been been uh, been in, in this issue for a long time. So we're just gonna just push that to the side, like it's not happening. Yeah, you know, black lives matter. That statement was correctly made because it affects their pocketbooks now. Now, if seventy percent of the NFL is black and they go on strike, well, that affects the owners' pocketbooks at that point. So now. His statement was to get ahead of the current, <laughs> not behind it like the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because if he's ahead of everything, everything's all right. We can make money. We can proceed on here. I'm doing this. So when he made that statement, the NFL supports Black Lives Matter. What NFL? The players or the owners? Because I didn't hear him say the owners support Black Lives Matter. You heard from the Vir- NFL. Hey, John, you heard from Virginia McCaskey lately? Is she talking about this? No? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you, didn't hear her. you didn't hear any of them. No. Because their pockets are getting richer. Hey, it's, it's, a, it's a for-profit organization. There's no Red Cross on the outside of the NFL. Yeah. So if they can get ahead of it, 
he should have never issued that apology because it was unbelievable. I didn't believe it. No one believed it. If you believe that and you believe what Jay-Z said, and it's cool for ESPN, I was listening to him. He had the best comment ever. Jay-Z is for the black people. Sean Carter is about his money. So when he went up there and he was all about his money, Jay-Z is just a token for the NFL. That's all that is. And I appreciate you guys taking my call. I'm not going to hold you up. John, thank you very much for the phone call. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number uh, coming up. Oh, Eric, an end of an era for a TV, a TV show. You still are in the dark. I have not told you. There's an end of an era for a TV show, and it relates to what's going on in our country today. We'll talk about it next on UTH. This is Under the Hood. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. So, Eric, you're too young to remember this, but when I was a junior in high school at DeSales, you go to De La Salle? No, St. Francis DeSales in the southeast side. Class of 90. You know, our class of 90, you know, it was a great year. Uh, it didn't rhyme with anything for the yearbook. No, that's tough. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so that's how bad. That's, so we're a class of 90. It didn't, didn't rhyme with anything. So it was just class of 90. So um, I remember when Fox became a network because it was on Channel 32 locally here in Chicago, right? And so it's like, what? There's a network on 30. This is not going to work. Uh, Channel 32. This that is number's like, too high. Like, yeah. get out of here. Like, what yep. do you mean there's a network? I mean, I'm still going to have to have the rabbit ears out and the antenna to make sure it works. This is nonsense, right? So Fox comes out and is like, okay, this is new, interesting. And one of the, I think the first reality show that I ever watched was Cops. Think about it. For the era, right? Cops was out there for a long time. It launched in 1989. Okay. And so that is, uh, that's 32, 33 years. 30, season 33 was supposed to be um, this summer. A&E has decided not to run new episodes of Live PD, which is a show that is hosted by Dan Abrams. I, I've watched that before. Um, and also Cops. They're not going to uh, run cops anymore. Decision to hold live PD and cops comes as protests over police brutality continue across the nation. The killing of George Floyd by Minnesota police officers. And so out of respect for the families of George Floyd and others who have lost their lives in consultation with the departments, um, we we follow. And in consideration of the safety of people involved in A&E said that they are not going to air live PD or cops and Paramount Network, by the way, they have not commented, but they were supposed to have their show on Monday. Instead, they're going to put in like a, a, an old Ghostbusters uh, episode or a movie. So a show that was around since 89 looks like it's coming to an end. Cops was, was always a great innings filler. Like if you just needed to throw something on TV in the background, you would just throw cops on and it was great. So... I, I I mean, listen. I I've watched that show for for a long, long time. There's a, there's also comedy in there as well because especially the early episodes, somebody running away in like a Celtics uh, satin jacket, yes. and like the, the cops said, you know, cop says, "What where were you running?" He was like some sixteen year old kid, like, "Where are you running?" I hate my mother. I hate my mother. Like, right. What do you mean? She's a bee. I don't speak that way to your mother. It's just like the cops. They were great. <laughs> like bringing the kid back to home. Apologize to your mother there. You can't say that to your mother. Don't call her that anymore. 
Don't make me come back here. Like that, that, like the, some of the early episodes of like 88, 80, like 89, 90 was pretty good. It didn't even like cross my mind, but I, I bet you cops would be the first reality show I can think of. It's a I good think point. It was it, like, it, it certainly was like, has to be right. Yeah. So Eric, I, I think that is, uh, I saw this in variety today and looks like, um, there is going to be, uh, there's an issue here that doesn't look like cops is going to be renewed because it's bounced around on Fox paramount network a few other places but uh yeah so that so those shows where they're arresting people and cops are trying to they, they look inside the lives of the cops would they go through all that looks like it might be coming to an end so there you go interesting so basically they because it kind of makes the cop a sympathetic figure they mm-hmm. figured right now not the best look no, not not no, not the no, best luck right now. Not right now. It's a show I, I've, I've enjoyed in the past. Though, none like one in the morning. You come in like, oh, oh cops is on. Oh, look see. at these two meth heads running from the. Co- <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> there's hap- parts of it that are fun. <laughs> What's happening in Topeka today? <laughs> in two minutes, we'll hear from Nick Friedel, the latest of the NBA. That's next, right here on Under the Hood.